1: Care Patrol of Connecticut and New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire
0: process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. And welcome back to the show. Joining us now... Is Brenda Kupchik, who was the first select woman of the town of Fairfield, third generation Fairfielder, second female in the town's 382 year history to have been elected as first select woman. But she has been in public service for many, many years. She was on the Fairfield RTM and the Board of Education. She was also state rep for five terms for the 132nd, serving on numerous committees. She was the Humane Legislator of the Year award recipient from the U.S. Humane Society. And received an award from the Keep the Promise Coalition for her work on mental health, and you know basically there isn't any issue that has come before the people of Fairfield in the past I don't know thirty years that Brenda Kupchik hasn't been in on the in on either advocating one way or another, supporting or trying to create a solution to. She joins us now, Brenda Kupchik. Welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello, hello.
1: Well, hello! What a nice, what a nice introduction, Lisa. Thank you. Well,
0: you know, it's it's from your CV, honey. You're responsible for it. Congrats yeah. for all these accomplishments, I know. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I'm oh, not making you. it thank up. You. It's it's all true. I so, know. I know you're not. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Brenda, you're running for re-election. You're Republican. There's no primary going on right now, right? There's one. Uh, there's just you, and then there's your Democratic opponent. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So. so so before we get into so many other things going on with uh, Fairfield, let me have you make the case. Why should people reelect you?
1: Well, um, so, Lisa, obviously, I think, you know, you you obviously known about what's going on in Fairfield um, over the last almost four years. The you know, the public corruption scandal, the worst contamination um, uh situation in in the history of the state of connecticut uh, let alone fairfield connecticut and so you know i took over a town hall that was in in pretty bad shape uh so to speak and um, a community that was lacking trust in their government uh because of all of these things that happened and so we worked really hard to uh, clean up the mess restore the trust of our community and uh, and deal with COVID, uh, which was something that you know was dropped on all our laps um, four months into my first term. So, mm-hmm. listen, I love Fairfield. It's my home. Um, it's where I grew up. It's where generations of my family uh, grew up and and ran businesses, raised families. Uh, I mean, I just I feel like I owe. I feel like it's part of my family, to be honest. So I I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing good for the community. And honestly, what's that old saying? You know, you hope to leave a place better than you found it. Um, And that's just basically my sort of my premise and my philosophy.
0: So, Brenda, let me ask you, since you brought up the scandal, uh, I've gotten a bunch of letters and emails from people in Fairfield, including Kathy Braun, who sent me a copy of a formal letter, uh, having to do with an issue that I didn't even know was an issue, which is apparently there is now some conversation, even controversy, about whether or not one of the the television station on my TV at 77 that that plays back the town board and commission hearings should be allowed to play the trial uh, footage, if there is any, from the footage of the people that are on trial for the contamination in the town. What's going on with that, your first selectman? What's your role, if any, in all of that?
1: Uh, well, so we have, lot, we have a lot of boards and commissions in town, Lisa. 300 people serve on various boards and commissions. And there is a Fair TV commission that uh, oversees sort of the, the network, so to speak. It's had an actual lot of turnover over the last couple of years. I'm finding it harder and harder to find people to serve on boards and commissions. I just read an article yeah, I just read an article on, yeah, really? an article on C- Connecticut Capital Report. You know people are busy um and it's you know it's not like the old days our Our government is very um you know sort of spread out and diluted, and people are just really got their hands full um, working, taking care of their families. many people have taken care of children and elderly parents i mean there's a lot that people have on their plates and That's basic. You have to work hard to, to be able to live in Fairfield County. Um, It's not cheap. So at any rate, um, there's been a lot of turnover uh, on Fair TV, and so it was originally established. I don't even know how many years ago, and it it it's been a really great asset for our community because, you know, residents can just watch what's happening in town. They can watch a board of selectmen meeting, a board of finance meeting, an RTM meeting, planning and zoning meetings. You know, they can watch all kinds of meetings. And now that we've had all this new technology come into our town since COVID, it's so incredibly easy to tape meetings. You mm-hmm. can do it yourself. You don't yeah. even need Fair TV, and you could just send the tape to That's Fair true. TV, and they can play it.
0: Right.
1: So it's been it's been yeah it's been easier to be able to to access information for the community. So um, the. The, my understanding is the Fair TV Commission, which, I, like I said, had a lot of over uh, turnover recently, uh, was reached out to. I guess um, we were. I've been reached out to um, quite a bit by the community. Uh, you know, I send out a week, you know, a, week, a newsletter every two weeks, and mm-hmm. I get a lot of feedback uh, from people based on that newsletter. And people call, of course, town hall all the time, and people have been asking. You know, since this, especially since the trial was kind of up in the spotlight again recently, yep. people were saying, Hey, you know, I can't take a day off from work and go to court. I, you know, I want to see what, I want to see this. I want to see it. It was a crime perpetrated against the people of our town and we want to, we want to watch it. We want to see what okay. happened. Okay. And so the fair TV uh, commission wrote a letter to the judge asking if they could um, have access to tape the trial for the residents of the town. And the judge wrote back an email saying, yes, Um, With some stipulations, you can't uh, tape uh, jury selection and some other things. But basically, yes, you could have one camera in the courtroom, and it could tape the trial. And then people in the town could watch it. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess um, I don't know what happened. There's so much, like I said, there's so many meetings going on in town. But they had a meeting um, a week or two ago, uh, and I think they were contacted by some RTM members saying that it wasn't within their purview or the the ordinance that was written. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: That's what Kathy Brown's right. letter sent me. She sent me a copy of it and she made the case in the letter to me that there was a good reason for it because otherwise they felt that they would be constantly asked to do things not within their purview and they were busy enough with what they were supposed to be doing. Basically, that was what it was. They're, they're so busy well, doing guess, what they're well, supposed to be doing that they didn't want to have to be a political football and have all these other people ask them to do other things.
1: Right. Well, it wasn't really considered a political football. It's obviously a trial. Yeah. Um, it's a justice situation and yeah. it's, you know, it's something that is incredibly um, impactful to our community. No, and no know I agree, community... but that's
0: what the letter to me said. I'm, I agree with you. Right, right. But, yeah. but so what happened was, I guess, because they
1: were a new board, they didn't maybe really understand their ordinance that well, and they didn't realize that they have access to the town attorney, who who gives advice to all of the elected boards and the appointed boards. Okay, um, that's his job. That's what their job is to to tell you know to explain the charter to them, to you know answer questions not just for them, but for department heads, or whoever needs help. Um, but they never reached out to the town attorney, so he was made aware that they had then been contacted by two RTM members asking them not to cover the trial. So ah, I see. He, he looked at the, um, you know, he looked at the code that their ordinance was written, and then he uh, offered an opinion to them saying it's a secondary, whatever, something about their secondary ability to cover secondary Fairfield News, and it would fall under the purview and it would be allowable. Oh okay. um, so so, you know, I listen, I, I can't imagine why anyone would think and they're not too busy, I mean I we have a new head of the uh, Fair T V who's an actually paid person. We used to have a, a gentleman, his name was Jerry Spino, but he retired and a new person has taken over and was hired by the commission. Huh. And he said that it's no trouble at all. He oh. said it's like it's easy. You set the camera up and it's it's that's it, you hit play. Do you think um, it's
0: the kind so anyway, of thing that's of, of worthy enough sort of to make an exception that they should do it? Brenda Kupchik? what well, do you think? Well, according
1: to the town attorney, according to the town attorney's opinion, which he did share with me, um, it's within the secondary um, ability. Like they cover Memorial Day parade. They cover the fireworks. They cover uh, events in town that are happening. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would listen. <laughs> I've been leading this town for almost four years. I can tell you without a doubt that our community cares very much about this. Yeah. Very much. They are offended. They are upset. Their public trust was broken. Um, There were crimes committed against them, and they are paying upwards of $30 million to clean it up. And, frankly, I had to be in the sentencing uh, hearing or or meeting uh, court proceeding couple weeks ago to read a victim impact statement on, on behalf of the town of Fairfield. And I have to tell you, Lisa, um, I learned so much sitting in that courtroom that I would have never learned by reading it in the newspaper. Of course.
0: Uh, of course.
1: You just, uh, reporters cannot
0: cover. They don't have enough time. Ta- they don't have enough in ink. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, it, there's so much exactly. that comes out it, in any trial. Are you kidding? A hundred percent. 100%. I mean, I was, I mean, here I
1: am, the leader of the town, who I, I believe I'm pretty informed on these matters.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: was learning things. I mm. was learning things sitting in that courtroom mm. for four-plus hours. Wow. Now, I, I just feel our community has, has the, it should have the right to see this. Um, and I don't know why this has become so controversial. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, mm. This is, Fair TV, um, the person who's hired says it's easy, he set up a camera. It's not, um... It's not uh, taking them away from anything else. It's during the day. Um, there's, ver- there's very few, if any, meetings happening during the day. Most of our town meetings happen um, after 4 and most at 7 and later. So um, I-, I-, I just don't know what the controversy is about. Um, and I do hope that they ultimately will. They're going to go back, apparently. Um, I don't know when. They're supposed to uh, meet and rediscuss it now that they have a- the opinion of the town attorney. But... I, I truly hope that they do, um, do And how much more is to left to go, because-
0: Brenda Kupchik, How much more is left in terms of who is being tried for what? Where are we with all of that?
1: Oh, my God. So too,
0: too, too the judge to and I think she was.
1: Okay. Okay. No, no. I think the judge was right to split the trials um, off because she felt it would be too confusing for one jury okay. because, you know, it's just so many different layers. So, for example, the, the, the last one was just on Owen Fish Park uh, contamination. The new trial, uh, she said when I was there, they're starting to pick jury uh, in, on September 11th. The, the trial will start in October, and I believe that's on the, uh, the Julian slash um, town employees' uh, charges on the fill pile itself. Mm. and all the contamination that was spread around the town. Then there's some other trials regarding um, the HR director uh, that I terminated and then was charged with some felony counts, and then the uh, CFO who I terminated when I came in who was charged with felony counts. I don't know. I, I believe those are separate. Wow. But this main trial, this is about a really, I mean, honestly, the biggest, the biggest public corruption scandal in the town of Fairfield.
0: We're chatting with Brenda Kupchik. Brenda, can you stay with us? I want to ask you a couple more things. And we're chatting with Absolutely. Brenda Kuch, First Select Woman, town of Fairfield, 203-333-9422. And we'll be right back. This Mother's Day,
1: celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
0: Hola, welcome back to the show. Brenda Kupczyk is with us. She is the first select woman of the town of Fairfield. We're talking a little bit about her campaign. What are the current uh, controversies 2033339422. Uh, Brenda, another controversy that just sort of reared its head in the last few weeks has to do with uh, audits and town employees and credit cards. And I guess the accusation is that in a particular uh, department, the Water Pollution Control Authority, there had been a history of using credit cards for personal purposes. We're not talking a hell of a lot of money, at least from what I read. And the auditors didn't seem particularly exercised about it. But on the other hand, there are some people that are making a campaign issue of it and they feel that it's an indication of poor supervision. How would you like to respond to all of that? Well,
1: you know, listen, um, it is silly season, right? So <laughs> they're gonna, People are going to make um, uh, issues out of everything. Um, this is not a campaign issue. Uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, in any large organization? Which Fairfield is a large organization. It's a three hundred and fifty million dollar a year organization. Wow. Um, so yeah, and close to five hundred employees, uh, eighteen departments. There's a lot going on in this town. Um, it, it's incredible how much. And so, so listen. Um, it was brought to my attention. Two things happened. Uh, Now, listen, our hands were quite full when I came into office, quite full. I had to fire two department heads. People were being arrested. The state's attorney's office was crawling all over town hall looking for information. They had not been uh, given the opportunity to review uh, when the prior administration was there. I had letters of notice of violation sitting on my desk from the Department of Environmental Protection dated in October that were not opened, certified mail so I was up at the Department of Environmental Protection two weeks into my term. We were you know, trying to clean up a, a tremendous mess. I had to present my first budget in March without a CFO because I had to uh, terminate him. Wow. And boom, here comes the pandemic um, in March.
0: Boom, boom. So, boom, boom.
1: Yeah, four months. Let me tell you, it was a real fire hose moment. So anyway, so apparently there was an, uh, an audit ordered. And, and, and I'm listen, there's audit can be ordered by anybody well the department heads um i can order an audit The board of finance i think can order audits so they had a subcommittee and i think they ordered an audit into the credit card uh use policy and so this happened in late february i came in november 25th all this other stuff's happening the COVID hits i was never given a copy of this report um, and the audit, the internal auditor said that, you know, sort of checked off some things, the subcommittee of the board of finance reviewed it. I had no knowledge of it because I didn't, no one gave it to me. Apparently it wasn't the policy to give the chief elected official a copy of an audit, um, mm-hmm. which is strange because
0: strange.
1: Um, yeah. I, yeah. I would, well, it's changed now. I can guarantee you that okay. um, I, I, I will get copies of all audits, but mm. Um, we had an interim CFO who stepped up to do the job when the other one was terminated. So the bottom line is there was a travel expense that came across my desk after COVID because obviously no one was traveling during COVID from the WPCA. And uh, it is the um, the protocol that the first select person sign off on these things. So this is the first one I'm signing off on, right, after COVID. Yeah. And I take a look at it and I say, well, this seems, you know, a little like expensive, for some of these meals and such. So I went over to the finance department and I said, Hey, uh, to the new CFO who had been, um, been in uh, there for a little bit. And I said, can you take a look at this? Cause it doesn't, you know, it seems off to me um, at the same time, uh, maybe a week later, um, uh, an individual resident in our town who I had appointed to the ethics commission, who I've known for a very long time as well, um, uh, came to uh, put an FOI request in, about credit card use. And I, I called her up and I said, you don't have to make an FOI request. What do you want? Come on in. So she did. And we put a bunch of, we had you know somebody go and get a bunch of boxes of credit card statements and put them in the conference room for her. And she was in there and I was in other meetings. And when I came back to check in on her, I said, you know, what are you looking for? And she said, I don't know. I think there was an audit done in 20. It doesn't seem like, I don't know if things are being done correctly. I said, well, let me, let me have a look. So she pulled a few things out that did Um, Kind of raised red flags to me, small things, but things that I didn't think were appropriate. So I went over to the finance department across the hall, and I had asked the internal auditor to come over and the finance director um, and the HR director. I had called her in as well, and I said, can you come into this room and meet with her and talk a little bit about what she's finding because some of these things are making me um, concerned. So uh, the next day I asked the HR director to open up an investigation. To look at this more uh, in more depth, so we could see what's going on. Because again, what what are the policies? Are they being followed? Um, what are some of these charges? Are they in line with the policies? Do the policies need to be updated? So she did a really in-depth investigation. She did a look back of five years of credit card use, wow. um, what the policies were, and you know what? Listen, at the end of the day, I think it was a really good exercise because. We all learned something, and then midway through the investigation, not that she could share what was happening because you can't, um, you can't, you know, um, interfere with an investigation while it's currently being done because then it could compromise it. But like she said, hey, listen, some of these policies I think are not that great. Here's what we need to do. So we did trainings with the department heads, which I, um, you know, we do department head meetings once a month, and they were actually happy to have this. Um, to have this training because, you know, they didn't know they had to fill out an explanation. They would just, you know, attach a receipt or whatever it was, and then put it in with the thing. They wouldn't say, oh, this was for that, or this was for that. Here's the agenda for the meeting that we bought donuts for. Or because there's certain... Rules and regulations around if you can buy a meal, and if if the, if it's a meeting, you can buy a meal, but it's a certain so criteria. Of how much you money you can spend.
0: So we're chatting with Brenda Kupchak. Let me ask you this: Bottom line, as a result of these audits, do you, as the um, executive of the town, do you think there's any reason to fire people?
1: No, not 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 based on. So this is a thousand-page report that she finished, okay. and if you look at it. Um, most of this is just there. No one was trained okay. in anything. There okay. wasn't any widespread false. And an NRHR and, and director is an attorney. Okay. And she, and we had even the police look at uh, one of the employees just to make sure that, um, that they didn't rise to the level of larceny or personal gain. These okay. were simple, like, oh, this is the way it always was done kind of thing. Okay. Um, so it wasn't as if people were out charging, you know, steak dinners or buying caviar or diamond rings or, you know, any of this stuff. This was just people, you know, somebody bought their tech at a, um in an engineering department and to put it into the, the first aid kit because they'd go out to the field and he, and he thought that that was okay. It wasn't okay. Um, but no one, you know, no one was looking at this. So, Listen, I think it was a really good exercise. We, I, wrote, I sent out a whole um, uh, email to our, our residents on Friday, last Friday, uh, with a link to the entire report, uh, explaining what we found, in explaining all the new policies we put in place in our town. And that I actually was happy to find out that there wasn't some widespread fraud or abuse. Um, but we need, we keep tightening, we're tightening our controls. And, and, and actually, our, our employees welcome that. They just want to follow the rules. We have good people working for the town. And honestly, after everything that's happened in this town, um, nobody, everybody wants to be up board.
0: And So, and, and Kupchick, so we'll, we only have a couple of minutes left. Let me ask you this. You've been a um, committed public servant and elected for many, many years. But it's different being the first selectman, and you're finishing your first term. Uh, What is the biggest surprise that you feel like that you learned in being like, when you look up from all of this, do you say, well, I didn't expect this out of the job, or I didn't expect I would need to do this, or this part of my character was tested? Like, what was the biggest surprise over the last four years for you?
1: Well, I have to say, um, it, you know, it, it's a good question, Lisa. Um, I, I, you know, I, I served on the board of that. I was on the RTM. I've run a business with my husband for 35 years, which, by the way, that experience in itself has helped me greatly sure. um, in this position. Um, I worked for Congressman Chris Shays in his congressional office for seven years. Um, I served as a state le- uh, legislator. All of those things um, really helped me in this position, but I had no idea the level of work. Um, that mm-hmm. comes across uh, a first select person's desk in a town of this size. And that's why I was really in favor of those chart, some, a lot of the charter revision, because um, the average everyday citizen does not seem to understand that this cute town that I grew up in is a, mm-hmm. is a like a city. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big town. It's 62,000 mm-hmm. people know, almost 500 employees. Um, it's a big town, and it takes tremendous amount of effort and work if you care about it. Right. If you care about it yeah. and you want to do a good job, it takes a lot of time and effort. Um, it's not, you know, listen, some people just, you know, mail it in um, and some people, you know, really roll up their sleeves. And I'm, I'm the roll your sleep up kind of girl. And, okay. and and it's a lot of hard work. So what I've learned is that people um, don't really understand the complexity, complexities of running a town of this size. It's, okay. a, it's a lot of hard work. And we need to, we need to really um, review, and I've been doing that. Um, I think a lot of our our department heads need to be paid Brenda, more. Um, I'm going to have to
0: cut you off because you're going to get cut off by music <laughs> okay. in just a second. All but right. Brenda Kupchik, okay. I want to thank you for joining us today. The first-elect woman, Tana Fairfield, on the ballot as a Republican in November uh, to ask the people once again to vote for her leadership. Uh, The podcast will be available in a couple of hours. You'll be able to hear it if you're just joining us now and missed a part of it. Uh, Brenda Kupchik, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Lisa. You have a good day now.
0: You too. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow behind the mic with another great show for you. Don't forget, it's Paul Pacelli with Connecticut Today from 2 to 6. It's Eric Erickson uh, following the news here on WICC. For the next couple of hours, keep your dial tuned right here to WICC, your community radio station.